Welcome to Quality Living Made Simple. This is the podcast to help you create and maintain a quality life by maintaining simple solutions. My name is Joshua Rivers and I am your host. You can find out more information at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. I hope you enjoy this show and will share this with your social circles. Hi, welcome to the second episode for the Quality Living Made Simple podcast. So my name is Joshua Rivers and I'm your host. I'm so glad that you came and uh, listening to the second episode. If you have not heard it yet, go back and listen to the first episode. It tells you a little more about me, tells you more about what this um, podcast is about. And so definitely go back and listen to that. You can find me at qualitylivingmadesimple.com. And you can also find me on Twitter, at Joshua W. Rivers. And so you can uh, definitely try to connect with me there. And so I would definitely enjoy being able to connect with you there and be able to uh, interact a little bit more. And so uh, what is this all about? What is this podcast for? This is uh, uh, to be able to help all of us be able to develop a quality life for ourselves. And so we all want to have a quality life. and But we run into difficult situations all the time. And so I want to try to uh, share the different things that I uh, come across to help us be able to understand what it really means to have a quality life, and then to be able to share some, uh, just some simple tips, tools, and tricks to be able to help us be able to accomplish that. And so, no, I haven't figured it all out yet. And so what I'm going to try to do is try to uh, bring other people on with me to be able to um, discuss some things or to be able to interview and so try to bring their insight and their helpfulness uh, to the show so that it can help you uh, just that much better. And so today I have um, an interview with Matt McWilliams and so it's uh, been pre-recorded and so I'm going to be going to that here in just a minute. But before we do that, I want to look at um, and talk about just a few simple tools um, that we can, or uh, maybe not tools, but tips uh, that we can use to be able to help us with procrastination. And so this is something that I struggle with um, from time to time. And so uh, I tend to uh, have the kind of have the saying, uh, why do today what you can do tomorrow? And so um, I'm always uh, trying to push things off to try to do something else now. And so um, I struggle with this from time to time. I think I'm getting better. Um, But we all need some help from time to time because uh, we need help uh, being able to put our priorities together and being able to take care of what needs to be done. And so there's a a post that uh, was put up by Michael Hyatt. And so I've been following his blog for uh, a while now and he has a lot of great uh, material on there. He has a um, a post up there about um, procrastination. And so these are some of the main points that he uh, talked about uh, he, he mentions that you should tackle the most difficult tasks first. You need to tackle the most difficult tasks first. And so uh, it's always helpful. I've always heard this uh, when you're taking a test. When you go to sit down and take a test, don't just go question one, question two, question three until you get to the end of the test. The best thing to do is uh, kind of go through and, and being able to... Uh, um, look at the overall thing and see what things you're going to have difficulty with 
Um, that way you can kind of prepare yourself and be able to get those things done. And so as we're um, doing things, uh, our tendency is to go toward the easy things. The only thing is then uh, we fill our time filling up with all the easy things, and then we don't have time to do the difficult things. And so um, it's good to be able to try to tackle those difficult things first. And then when we get done with that, um, it's not going to be a problem being able to get the easy things done. Another thing that he suggests is divide the tasks into the smaller tasks. Uh, and so that's one thing that I've learned. I set um, for this year example, I, I uh, set some yearly goals, some goals I want to achieve by the end of the year. And so, but a lot of those goals, though, um, have a lot of steps in between. And so what I did is I took those goals for the year and I broke them down and said, okay, now this is what I need to do each month. And so each month I have a schedule of things that I need to get done. And so I have those goals that were broken down into those smaller tasks. Um, and then I've even taken some of them and being able to, um, at least mentally, and I've even written down some of them as far as, okay, now this is what I need to do on a weekly basis and so forth. And so uh, try to be able to do that. Uh, he also suggests in his article to set a midday alarm. And so to uh, be able to have that little reminder in the middle of the day that uh, you need to be able to get some things done and help remind you of different things. And so set an alarm to be able to help you in the middle of the day. Then uh, fourth thing that he suggests is to dedicate yourself a small period of time. So you need to have some time for yourself. Um, if you uh, keep going and keep going and keep going, you don't take time to stop and take time to be able to refresh yourself and be able to focus on yourself for a little bit, uh, you're going to get uh, overwhelmed. You're not going to be able to have that um, the, the best focus. You're not going to be able to have the best ability to be able to give to whatever it is that you're working on. And so it, it's good to be able to take that time uh, to be able to focus on yourself just for a little bit, again, not an, an, um, a long period of time, but just enough to be able to kind of uh, refresh yourself and be able to uh, give yourself just a little bit of a break in that. Then the last thing that he suggests is to schedule your tasks on the calendar. And so um, it's good to be able to do that. That way you can kind of have a plan of what uh, you have coming up and you can have that reminder of different things, different appointments, different meetings, um, or just different uh, things that you have to get done on certain days or at certain times. And so it's good to be able to get those onto a calendar. And so those are some simple things that help us to be able to uh, get, get away from procrastinating. Um, and so, because it's a lot, it's very difficult to be able to get something done if you wait until the last minute. And so not only is it hard to get it done, it's hard to get it done right and get it done properly. Um, a lot of times you just kind of throw something together. I remember many times in school having reports due or, uh, or maybe some other project that's due and I'm waiting until the last weekend to be able to get it done and uh, I'm just trying to throw it all together and I don't put as much thought into it. I don't put as much time and attention to it as I, uh, as I should. And as a result, I uh, didn't do as well. I didn't get the grade that I was hoping for, although I'm sure I got the grade that I deserved um, as a result of doing it last minute. And so it's not a good practice to be able to do that. And so those are some simple things that help us with procrastination. 
Uh, and uh, perhaps if you want to go ahead and go to um, the uh, to the site and be able to leave some comments, maybe you have some uh, suggestions or things like that that you can add about procrastination. And so you can be able to go there, qualitylivingmadesimple.com. Uh, you can even use the, um, the direct um, address and go uh, simpleliving.us forward slash 002 as in episode 2. And so uh, you can go there right to the show notes and you can be able to scroll down and be able to leave a comment there. Um, and you can be able to share maybe some things that, uh, that you have as far as being able to help with procrastination. Um, there, I was also going to be sharing some things about um, priorities. Um, and so we started a, a, a lesson, a series of lessons uh, last week about um, based out of Joshua, uh, where uh, the verse says that he left nothing undone. Um, but for the sake of time, I'm not going to uh, include that here. I'm going to have that as a uh, separate post that you can be able to go to and you can... Um, Read those things there, um, uh, but you can uh, go ahead and do that. And so it's going to talk about priorities, and we're going to look at um, some uh, different things that we should have as far as our priorities. Or I'm going to be listing uh, what my priorities are uh, as far as that, and that kind of gives you an idea of that. And so you can be able to. There's a link to that in the show notes, um, as well as uh, it'll be a separate post on on the blog as well. And so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and go right to the interview that I had with Matt McWilliams, and I hope that you enjoy it. All right, well, I have uh, with me now uh, Matt McWilliams, and so I've been looking forward to uh, speaking with him about this for a little while now, Uh, and so he is uh, uh, doing uh, quite a bit out there, and so I first met him uh, back in May and June um, as we were both commenters. Um, on some blogs, and so we just uh, kind of uh, met in, uh, just kind of sporadically there, um, and then uh, and then he launched his own blog uh, back in August, uh, and so I I was able to uh, see that and follow him uh, through that, and so I definitely appreciate the blog that he has. He's been an inspiration to me um, uh, through that, and uh, one of the reasons why is because of the uh, open honesty that he has. Uh, one of the themes that he's had. Uh, going through that is failing forward and so a lot of the blogs that he has uh, he he talks about something but uh, uh, as he's talking about and uh, showing different things he talks about the different ways that he's failed uh, in those things and the lessons that he's learned from that and I've appreciated that and I've uh, started implementing that uh, into my own blog into my own uh, stories and teachings as I go uh, even uh, elsewhere and so I definitely appreciate that and so I have uh, Matt with uh, Matt with us today so Matt how you doing? I'm doing great, Joshua. How are you? I'm doing good. Having a good day. Thanks for having me. Hey, not a problem. So um, uh, just kind of let everybody know who you are. Um, uh, uh, One thing I know is that you have uh, your own company, Mac McWilliams uh, Consulting. Uh, What exactly is that? What do you offer there? Uh, Sure. Uh, A friend of mine, he uh, he told a prospective client once, he was describing what I did. And I felt like he described it best. He said, I have the unique ability to develop intimate relationships with scale. And what I do is I help companies, small and large. I've got companies all over the country uh, on various industries ranging from educational educational services to consumer goods, financial industry. Um, 
And what I help those companies do is with their sales, with their customer service, with their business development and marketing is I help them develop intimate relationships with their target audience with scale. And the name took me forever to come up with, by the way, sleepless nights. Can't tell you how long it took my wife and I to come up with that name, Matt McWilliams Consulting. Well, sounds good. Well, um, uh, one thing, uh, one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on um, is not just because of your failing, not just because of your business, but um, as a result of your blog, uh, you had posted uh, a series uh, a little while back about uh, being thankful uh, and the uh, impact that it had in your life, and you gave several pointers, um, and as a result of that, there was uh, um, spawned the, the Thank You Revolution. Um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. As you as you mentioned, it started with the title of a single post uh, called a thank you revolution. And that was supposed to be it. Um, it was just one post that I wrote about the power of thank you notes and, and how they had impacted my life and helped me grow my network and grow my businesses and and all that. And, and it kind of grew from there. And okay. I started getting emails and tweets and, and even actually handwritten thank you notes themselves telling me how that one single post that I had written and probably, you know, you know what it's like to write that one post. It takes 30 minutes, you write it, you forget about it, and life goes on. And and I started getting all these notes telling me how it had changed their lives. And, you know, I may not be the smartest person in the world, but I figured out pretty quickly that there was something to this. So I started to write and talk about it more, and I started hearing more and more stories. And I, and I realized that I really had started a revolution. So I made it official. I do all my blogging before the sun comes up. It's, uh, it's hard in the summer, but <laughs> easy, easy this time of year. So I made it official. I started, uh, I started what I call the thank, the thank you revolution. And uh, it's a special email list with, um, it's a series of emails of, of encouragement, tips for writing better thank you notes, uh, stories from other revolutions or revolutionaries. Because I realized, you know, if you think about it throughout history, every, every revolution needs an army. And I told people that I wanted to enlist them to be a part of the revolution. And, uh, of course, the question was, what exactly does that mean to be a part of this revolution? And, you know, it meant that I wanted revolutionaries who were, in this case, when it started, they were willing to, for one year, they were going to join me in doing what I do, and that's write at least one handwritten thank you note per week. There's some weeks where I write five or six. There's some weeks where legitimately I can only squeeze out one due to time. Uh, and the second part was to share your thank you story with me and possibly have it published. And, you know, because I told people when, when something amazing happens, when somebody writes that thank you note and, and their life has changed in some way, I want to hear about it. And then the third part is to tell others about the revolution. And from, and from that came the book, which is a collection of, of similar things. It's, it's stories. That's the, the title of the book is The Power of Gratitude, Stories from the Frontline of the Thank You Revolution. And the majority of the book is people telling their stories about how it has changed their life. The rest of the book is practical how-to, um, you know, a lot of bullet points and things like that saying, this is how you write a thank you note. This is how... You know, these are some tips that you know I give and other people give on how to write them effectively. Right. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was going to get to that book. So I definitely I'm glad you uh, brought that up. So um, I, I was able to uh, get an early copy of that and I appreciate the uh, the privilege for that. And so I, I, I read through that. I, I had seen that original post and I saw uh, a couple 
um, of the follow-ups. Uh, but then when I read the book and uh, the things, it just got me uh, uh, fired up about it. Awesome. Uh, and so I, I, and so I went ahead after after that just uh, uh, last week after I read and I uh, went and I signed up for the uh, Thank You Revolution on your website. Uh, so I can be able to get those uh, email reminders and uh, encouragements. Uh, so I do appreciate that. And so I've, I've always been one, I mean, since I was a teenager, at least, uh, uh, I've always been one to try to say thank you. Um, and so I try to make it a habit. Someone does something uh, for me, even if it's something small, I say thank you. Um, I remember I um, one of my first jobs was working at Hardee's and uh, – and so we we just uh, it was we kind of developed in our culture that uh, we would call back that we needed a certain sandwich. And when they handed it up to us, we would say thank you um, or, or vice versa. And so I mean, just something simple. And so I implemented that in my life. Uh, and I, I never really uh, thought too much about actually writing notes. And so when I um, started reading through your book, it really started to encourage me to see. Uh, the power in that, and I can definitely identify with that. I I uh, can think of my kids, especially anytime that they get anything in the mail, um, it, it's it's something special for them. And so my son, he he's starting to get some mail um, now. He just started a bank account uh, a couple months ago, and so every month they they send a little small newsletter uh, giving him some information. And so he gets all excited when that comes in. And so uh, just having something personally even just something small can mean something like that so i definitely appreciate that uh since we have you here if there was a particular story that you'd like to share um that that you've come across someone shared with you or maybe even just a personal story uh, about this you know um there's really not one story in particular there's so many stories in the book and so many stories that i haven't even gotten in there yet uh, because i plan on updating this quarterly you know, every four to six months approximately and with the new stories that I get in. But I, I guess one that I would share, it's the story of Mary. And many people have asked me if that's her real name, if, if the names are real in the book. And uh, Mary is actually the one name that's not real. And it's not, it's not because she's a bit of a public figure in her industry. And if I told her story and used her name, there's actually people in that industry that would would absolutely know who I'm talking about, and she wasn't quite comfortable with that. But her story's great, and I and I call her I call her Mary in the book, and her company was on the ropes. Uh, they were going through you know round after round of layoffs. She stumbled on my blog. I, I actually don't even remember. She told me how, and I forget how. And um, she wrote her first note to a guy named Henry, also not his real name. And she wrote that note to her uh, late one night. I think it was approximately, I, I wrote the exact time in the book because she shared it with me. It was like one o'clock in the morning when she left the office. And she wrote her note. And the result from that one single note was that she learned more about Henry in the next week than she did in the previous two years working with him. She learned about his family. She learned that he was in the National Guard, and, and that was what he did with his vacation. And you know, he always got this uh, – he always took an extra week of vacation every year, and she never took the time to find out why that was. And, uh, it was, you know, he's in the National Guard. He took time to find out what was going on with his team and – you know, and, and all that stuff that came about in her company. And what happened was she became the first revolutionary within the company, the thank you revolution. And this is a very short time. This is, this has only been around for six months and this entire story, uh, she wrote about, I mean, it was snowing. I think it was in December 
when this happened with her in early in early January, it was spreading in her company. The company culture was changing. Morale was skyrocketing. And I write in the book that if this was a Hollywood story, what would come next is you know, the sudden resurgence of company profits, all the people who were laid off would return and Mary would be the CEO by the end of the story. But this isn't a Hollywood story. You know, in fact, um, about five weeks after, I think Mary wrote her first note, there were more people laid off. And, and thankfully, none of those people were in her department. But, you know, this, this isn't the Hollywood story. This isn't what we want to hear, but it is reality. And what she said was, in the nine weeks since she had written her um, thank you note, her first thank you note, it was nine weeks from that moment until she shared it with me. We, we've yet to see what's going to result um, financially from the revolution in her company. I have heard an update. Uh, I'm not at liberty to share other than to say it's really, really awesome. And uh, I'm begging her to get it into <laughs> another edition, but we'll see. And I'm also begging her to kind of come out of the closet with who she is because it would, you know, selfishly be very good for me. <laughs> um, but, you know, anyway, managers reported more openness with their team members. Customers were more satisfied. Uh, one, of the C one of the CEOs actually responded back. Uh, he responded to a thank you note that had been written and gave a referral to a CEO friend who was on the board of a large nonprofit that is likely at this time was likely to become the company's largest client. Um, it is it is the company's largest client now. And um, it was just at that time we weren't quite sure. <laughs> uh, there was less arguing. This is the this is the best part for me was that you know married people were reporting better relationship with their spouses. And what was happening within the company is they weren't confining the thank you revolution just to work. Um, but there's 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 so many stories. I mean there's there's Pat, uh, that's short for, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name beyond all recognition. The, the guy's name is actually Par, Parthop Pratim, I think is how it's pronounced. I, I'm sad to report I've never asked, how do I pronounce your name? Um, but he, you know, he's a foreigner. He's not originally from the United States. English isn't his first language. And he's a lowly IT guy. He's like the division head of a, like a 200-person you know, IT team, and he heads up a team of eight. Um, after he started writing thank you notes, the, the kind of the end result in his case, it couldn't get much better than this. Um, he had an audience with the executive team. I'm talking the CEO, the CFO, the CTO, a bunch of other C space O's that you can think of and the board. He had an audience with them to tell what the thank you, what thank you notes had done in his division. Uh, it's now, it's not a company policy. You can't make this a company policy, but it's, it's spread within that company, and this is a very, very large company. Um, you mentioned the um, how your kids love to get stuff in the mail. Uh, there's a story in there. It's an, actually an interview I did with a guy named Leo, and his, he sent me an email that started off with, your blog post on thank you notes changed my life. And that was the first thing I got like that. It was the first one that I got where it was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, that kind of took me back. I was like, I just wrote a blog post. I, I wasn't trying to change anybody's life, I guess. I, I was, but I didn't really think it would work. And he, he talks about in that interview about how um, he would mail thank you notes to his kids. You know, he could just hand it to them, but he actually started mailing them from work to his kids. And I mean, it was like, it was like Christmas morning for them when they get these things and, and they, they love them. And he talks about how, um, his daughter, 
Now, you got to keep in mind teenagers. Teenagers are not normally like this. His daughter snuck into her brother's class. I think she's a junior or senior in, in high school, and he's a freshman. You know, so he's a little annoying brother who, like, tries to sit at the cool table at lunch and all. They're like, well, get away from me. She sneaks into his classroom and and slips a, um, I think, you know, under something on his desk, and he finds it, you know. That's what ended up happening because Leo started doing this at work. So it tends to, that tends to be the progression is it starts at work and it progresses to family, but it's it's completely turned their whole family upside down in, in a really cool way. Those are three, three of my favorite stories. Uh, John Stolp's got one that's really good that's on my blog. Uh, I mean, it's what he's done. He works for Siemens and I mean, it, he got called out by his manager and that, you know, in this big meeting and the manager said, how many of you have gotten a thank you note from John? And like two thirds of the room raised their hand. Man, this is great. And he was, you know, he said he blushed a little bit, but he was asked, okay, you know, what, what are you doing? Like, is this a system? You know, what are you doing? And he, he told him about the revolution. And so now all these people from Siemens are, you know, reading about it. Um, it's just, it's really cool. Man, that sounds great. Well, um, now that you've told us about the book, I, I don't want you to give the whole thing away. Um, but uh, how can people be able to get a hold of this book? Well, I do give the whole thing away. Just not uh, it's, it's free. Uh, there's only one place to get it. That's on my blog. Uh, go to my blog on the right side. You'll see the cover and a giant red arrow. I make this really easy for you. Um, sign up for my email list to get um, updates from my blog post and you'll get a free copy of it. All right. Sounds great. Um, is there anything else that you want to add before we uh, wrap up? You know, I would just say to, to people to take the opportunity to read this book. It's a quick read. Uh, it's about 75 pages. It's, it's, it reads a lot faster than 75 normal pages, though. To read this, and, and like you said, to be inspired by the stories, because I think what people want to see is that I'm going to take the time to do this and it's going to have an impact on my life. And, and in my case, you know, I have one of the least dramatic stories that I could possibly write. I learned about this. I started writing them and I'd probably written like 20 before I even noticed anything. And I got to thinking about it though. I took, I wrote 20, took me about a hundred minutes. So less than two hours to write those 20. And, And it was over the course of a few weeks that I wrote those 20 you know, I spent two hours, but the result from it was incredible. That one person that actually finally did, you know, react to my thank you note. And I, I just look back at the last five or six years of my life. Um, I learned about thank you notes. I learned about the power from a guy named Jack Galloway. Any of the entree leadership people out there, Dave Ramsey, they'll know, who, they'll hear about Jack. My wife worked for him, you know, Dave Ramsey's organization. I learned about thank you notes kind of from him. I learned about the power of them. I always knew about them. It's just a matter of, wow, those actually had an impact on people's lives and, and what they were doing. And in my life, um, you know, I, I can directly point to about a quarter of my income. Uh, some of my biggest contracts were the result of a thank you note. They, they were either directly from somebody I had written a thank you note or from somebody who was referred by somebody who, to whom I had written a thank you note. It's, it's had that kind of impact. It's, it's helped my marriage. It hasn't been as dramatic, you know, in, in my life as it has been in some of these people's. Um, 
but it, it's had a very positive impact on my life. And it's something that when I look back over the last five or six years, I cannot even conceive. I cannot imagine what my life would be like if I hadn't started the discipline of, of sitting down to write one of these notes. And I, I, I've touched on it recently. And, you know, you're getting kind of an exclusive here, uh, job because I'm getting ready to write about this. It's the single most powerful thank you note I've ever written in my life. I wrote two Thursdays ago. And it was actually uh, it was the most emotional and the hardest I've ever written in my entire life because it had nothing to do with business, nothing to do with just, you know, I, I joke about how simple it is to write. Sometimes it's as simple as saying, sweetheart, to your, to your spouse, thank you for taking out the trash every week. That's a thank you note. It's not, this isn't Shakespeare. It's not complicated. But this one was really hard because um, the story is, the very gist of it was, I was, uh, I was at my mother-in-law's house and I was watching her puppy and this puppy as puppies are prone to do when they're by themselves for a long time had had pooped in its cage and gotten it all over because she just loved to play in it and <laughs> give it a to give it a bath and I was standing at the top of the stairs and uh, I had her wrapped up in a towel and I wasn't paying as I'll admit I wasn't paying as close of attention as I should have been and here I've got this soaking wet puppy and she kind of wriggles out and lands at the bottom of the stairs and dies and um you know that's the part where we kind of lose all your listeners <laughs> but you know and, and anyway I, I rush her to the vet I don't know that she's she's dead I, I can't fully tell yet and I'm freaking out and I'm honestly I'm an absolute basket case and I get to the vet and I, I run in and they don't even flinch they get her in and they get her checked within 45 seconds and I you know they come back, they tell me, the rest of the family gets over there, including my mother-in-law. They let us have that room for over an hour so that everybody could get there and say their goodbyes and, and all that. Uh, I go out to the, the lady, she happens to be on the phone, and, and I, I just, I mouth to her, you know, do I, what do I owe you? You know, here I am, I've, I've come in and you've run, all, you've run these tests and you've helped me, and she says, don't worry about it. And uh, so I, this was months ago, and I finally was, um, able to write that thank you note to them. And, um, you know, I, because I want them to know it is that power of gratitude, how immensely thankful I was for the way they handled that situation and what that meant to, to our family. Okay. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and, uh, uh, go ahead and uh, close up here. Um, what, what would be the best way for people to get a hold of you or to get more of what you have there? Will you be able to give us some things? best way to reach me is, is at mattmcwilliams.com. I, I tell people it's M-A-T-T, as in Matthew, and my last name is M.C. Williams. Yes, if I was a rapper, that would be my name, M.C. Williams. <laughs> um, it's uh, so com. you know, I blog, there I blog about small business, marketing, leadership, family leadership is one of my biggest ones, personal development. And as I mentioned, I've, I've failed at everything, mostly everything I've ever tried for the first time I failed at, but thankfully I used to learn from those mistakes. And that is a big part of, of what I, what I write about on my website. And like I said, you go there and on the right side, you sign up and you get a free copy of the power of gratitude stories from the front line of the thank you revolution. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate the time that you've given for us to be able to hear your story and uh, about the thank you revolution. Thank you, Josh. 
All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview. And so I know I definitely enjoyed being able to speak to him about that. And so uh, if you would, uh, you can go to the show uh, notes there in, uh, in the blog and you can be able to uh, make some comments there. Maybe you can ask some questions. And so uh, I, I know that I would be willing to answer any questions or uh, even Matt McWilliams is going to be watching it as well. And he'll be uh, glad to answer any questions as well. And so also definitely make sure that you go over to uh, his website to his blog at mattmcwilliams.com and be able to uh, sign up for uh, his uh, updates there and you can be able to get a hold of that uh, ebook and so that would definitely be a, a, a blessing to you uh, it would definitely be very helpful and encouragement for you to be able to do the same thing and so you want to be able to do that uh, and then also again you can follow him at um, at mcwilliams 2 um, on Twitter and so you can be able to contact him that way as well and so uh, next show I'm going to be having a discussion with a another friend of mine Mark Sievercrop and so we're going to be discussing some things about purpose and so uh, I'm definitely uh, excited about that and so you'll want to come back and be able to listen to that as well and if you would go ahead and share this uh, on your social networks and so you can be able to tell your friends about it and uh, spread this. I do hope that you enjoyed this. And so uh, definitely, again, uh, make sure that you leave your questions and comments on the blog. And so you can be able to um, try to make some contact there. Uh, even if you have any uh, future uh, show topics that you'd like us to talk about. And so you can go ahead and leave a comment there. Or you can uh, use the contact form on the blog. And you can be able to uh, let me know your thoughts about that. I did also want to let you know, if you're interested, um, I'm starting a web design and development business uh, called Dev by JR. And so uh, the website should be available uh, by the end of the week. And so um, if you are looking to be able to get a, a website or you need some help with that, I would definitely um, love to be able to help you with that. So if you're uh, just a small business, maybe you work uh, in a ministry or a nonprofit, or you're just trying to set up a blog for yourself. Um, I can uh, try to help you how I can. And so uh, definitely let me know if you're interested in any of that. And so with that, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. And I hope that you have a great day and a great week and that you enjoy the show uh, next week as well. <music>